Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the second episode of Maniacal Music Musings in less than 24 hours. Yeah, we're crazy like that. But I'm your host, Jeremy, as always, and I'm not crazy, but in the bedroom for sure I am wrong. This bandito here is coming for you behind your walls because we never have sex anymore, Chancy. This is not Utopia. <laughs> My co-host, though... Well, fuck. I'm not introducing you. Well, maybe maybe I will. I can't decide. Fuck! Where do I go with this pillow man that will morph and levitate within these nocturnal rainbows? He's gone away, but will return to be breaking these bones with this Hassan chop because Gary Suskovichos. Chancy motherfucking Greif. Hi. <laughs> you, like, you like how I said the same thing twice, kind of? Uh... <laughs> I love multiple languages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the offspring can do it, you can do it. Exactly. Because <laughs> I am the offspring that listens to the offspring. But welcome back, folks. Yes, we are live again, and your host has been smoking some of that good stuff again. So, but we are back, and we are joined again by another great guest in the music industry. We are joined by Heroic. Which I hope I pronounce that. Pretty sure, sure I pronounced that right, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it's heroic, just like the adjective. I just spell it a little funny. Yeah, I, I, like, I actually I actually like the way it's spelled. It's kind of like video gamey. It's kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. But what heroic is is actually a music producer. He's the Dr. Dre of a rapper's life. He makes the beats. And he also is has his own podcast as well, which Hero's Journey, which what is Hero's Journey? Because I was kind of curious about it. I didn't really have time to listen to an episode or anything. But yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, Hero's Journey. I mean, it's it has a journey of its own. I started it uh, during COVID because um, I was a huge, I I was and still am a huge NBA fan, and I would talk to my family about it until the point that they were all kind of like enough because there's only so much that non-NBA fans can hear about basketball. So I actually started the podcast as a basketball podcast. Um, and like was trying to you know fill time talking about topics things like that, and realized that you know I'm sure you've seen this that it's sort of easier to do a podcast when there's it's a conversation when you have someone else there to talk to. So I started trying to get guests on, um, couldn't get too many like basketball related people or like whoever said yes wanted like these huge budgets to come on that as a high school student I'm just I can't pay um, and so. Uh, I eventually started just like reaching out broadly, generally to like anyone I was interested in. And it sort of shifted slowly to become more about music artists and like their, about their music and the stories behind it, but also just them as a person, like how they got interested in music, uh, sort of what they're like outside of the studio, you know, and just whether they like basketball or cats or whatever just learning a bit more about them on top of talking about the songs that we both like so right on right on that's that's a good that could be a good podcast that could definitely be good convert conversation right there so yeah i mean i mean shit we, we, we have a podcast about music so i ain't gonna say bad shit about it that's for sure but <laughs> yeah but all right well as always, we ask our guests to bring an album to the show that they love or that inspired them to be who they are. 
And I don't know how much of an inspiration this album he brought is because it's kind of newer, but we'll let him talk about it. What album do you bring, Heroic, and why? So I brought Trench by 21 Pilots because although it is relatively new, it was actually a huge inspiration to me. I'm heavy, my jumpsuit is unsteady. I'm lighter when I'm lower. I'm higher when I'm heavy. Oh, I'm so high. My jumpsuit takes me so high. I'm flying from a fire. From Nico and the Niners. Oh, because, I mean, I. I had just moved across the country when it came out and I listened to it because 21 Pilots was my favorite band. And I was really just taken aback by like how much story they told this like fictional story, this lore that was in the album. And it really showed me that music can be more than just like catchy pop songs I hear on the radio. It can sort of be a message or tell a story to whoever's listening. And so, yeah, that really interested me and, got me really into like music production because they have a ton of cool like sounds and production tricks throughout the album yeah i mean well actually actually yeah i'll, I'll give my review first for chancy because i see i always heard of 21 pilots i always heard the name saw it on concert advertisements and stuff on facebook and i just I, I swear they have to have a song out there. I'm sure I've heard played in stores or something. Like, I'm oh, sure yeah, I'm sure. absolutely. Because like, if, if I'm not mistaken, they've been around for a while, right? They've been around for a while and have a couple, like, huge hits. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll be with friends, and they're like, you know, who's your favorite band? And I'm like, 21 Pilots. And they're like, I, I don't know them. And I play one of their hit songs, and they go, oh, this one they made, this one? I've heard this, like, on the radio. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the feeling I have about 21 Pilots. Like, I know I've heard them before. I guarantee it. But I never actually sat down and listened to any of their work because I always thought they were more like uh, '90s rock type of a band. I didn't realize they are what they are. Like I always yeah. like I for some reason I always just put them in the category of '90s rock. I don't know why. They might not even yeah. been around since '90s. I don't. I honestly don't know. It's just I meant to Google a little before I did this, but you know. But yeah, so, they're, I mean, a bit, they're a bit more recent than that, but they still are. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff across like different genres, but it is mostly like rock, alt rock stuff, I, th I think. And so, um, yeah, so it, you know, makes sense that you got like a general vibe of what they were. Yeah, but once I look, so I came to this with a fresh perspective completely. And like, once I once I started listening to the album, the first couple songs, I'm like, eh, that's all right, it's all right. And then like all of a sudden, like one or two songs came out, I was like, what the fuck is this? This sounds, this sounds reminiscent of like Linkin Park style music almost, or it, maybe even Red Hot Chili Peppers like style, like to a degree with the lyrics. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. I wouldn't say with the music at all, but with the lyrics a little bit. Like it just it was like kind of like um, that new metal of like rap rock combo. Yeah. Like as soon as, they, as soon as he started spitting verses, I was like, "What's this now? What's this?" Yeah. I'm like, "This is pretty good." I'm like, "I can actually listen to this." Like it's not. I mean, it's a little too mellow for my taste. Which I come across a lot in the show, but I mean, it just—I <laughs> mean, I, like, I, yeah, it's. So I'm a big fan of them. So I watch like interviews and whatnot with them, and the the singer sort of he he can rap really well and does it in a couple of his songs, um, 
but he has this one interview where he's talking about it and he is like he he just makes it seem kind of not easy but he 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 talks about rapping and actually in one of these songs he's like people are impressed by like rappers and what they do and how fast they go and he's like but it's just like when you understand music it's just triplets you just say that your lyrics and triplets and he he has like he he played one of his songs and he's just going like da 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 and so um yeah and i mean it's different for him because he found out that he can say words at the speed that he can he was saying that like as starting out as a musician he would be like thinking of lyrics or like rehearsing songs in his head while he's walking and just like saying them to himself and then he sort of listened to it closer one day and was like i'm saying these pretty fast like i think this is rapping maybe <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah i can definitely see that and he, i actually like 21 pilots i mean to some degree i'm not gonna say i'm gonna listen to him every day but i mean i definitely if it comes on i ain't gonna turn it off and i think i actually did hard a couple of these songs into my like list so yeah i was mildly impressed with them because i didn't know what to expect when they came on because i was like I've heard of them, but I never have listened to them. Like I, I always am anxious about new music because I'm just like, yeah. Eh, I mean, but it's my job with this show. So, Chancy, time for your review. Uh, well, I actually have heard of Twenty One Pilots before, but this was also my first time going start to finish with an album. Um, I, I definitely came up with five pretty easy. I don't have anything. Uh, we'll we'll get there. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't no, you're good. You're good. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. But at the same time, like you know, Jerry, Jeremy definitely encapsulated a lot of things I would say. Like, it's not something I would listen to every day. If it comes on, I'm not going to kick it off. Um, I didn't make the genre jumping connections that that Jeremy did. Fucking. With the with the fucking yarn and the hey, uh, yeah, they have their own sound. It's definitely a chill sound. I I can't say that I disliked it. I definitely think that there was a harder album to get through on this uh, on this show than yours. Um, secret, it's mine. It's it's mine. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, I could go with that, but um, I'm I'm too tired. I'm too tired to fuck with you today, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a late night last night, but we don't have sex anymore. But um, all right. Well, heroic. I'll let you give your uh, top five off your own album first. Yeah, I mean, this is an album that I've you know been listening to on and off since its release. So like. Almost every time I try to think of it, like my top five change, but one that's always up there. I, I mean, I don't think I can do these in any particular order, but one that's always up there that I really love, Nico and the Niners, probably the most like story-based song, really awesome, tons of cool production in it, I think. Um, so I like that one. Uh, Pet Cheetah is another one that like the first time I heard it, I, it had this like darker like bass heavy sound and I was like oh yeah I can really get with this um, and then uh, I do like the rapping on Levitate it's you know a shorter song but I definitely like the rapping on it and then 
trying to round it out, I guess um, I would need to put Jumpsuit on there because I did, I did really like it listening to it. And then I saw them live and they performed it and like hearing not only the bass part, but like some of the like buildups and the drops they would have in it, just like in a concert venue was sick. Um, and after that, ooh, I, I keep coming up with songs, but then I think of another one that I want to put in there. Um, I mean, I love the whole album, but I'll, I'll put uh, probably My Blood in there at five. All right. Well, it's fun. Ah. Actually, okay, you made me think of another one I forgot to put in the list because my, my messenger fucked up while I was driving listening to it and like it erased all my fucking message I typed out so far. So I was like, fuck, now I got to redo the order. <laughs> it was okay because it probably needed a little redo it anyway. But so yeah, uh, my honorable mention, I had two honorable mentions actually because I just had one in. But Levitate and My Pet Cheetah were definitely honorable mentions because My Pet Cheetah was a damn good song. You're right. That song was so freaky. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's kind of remind me of Red Hot Chili Peppers, like the lyrics to that song, because it's like, yeah. it's, it's something like some acid-induced song they would sing. Like, Oh, yeah, I could totally imagine Red Hot Chili Peppers like with a song called Pet Cheetah with them like talking about this cheetah that they keep in amazement. Like, it's, it's lyrically, I definitely see how you made that connection. I mean, they should, they should, they should have done that fucking song on uh, Stadium Arcadium, but I... My number five was Morph, because that's when I started. When I heard Morph, that's when I started getting into like the CD a lot. Like Jumpsuit yeah. didn't do it for me. I, I didn't like Jumpsuit really. Like it was too pop cliche like type of lyrics. Like yeah. it was too. It was too much like Bruno Mars. Like I'll catch a grenade for you. Like fuck that shit. Like <laughs> yeah. But number four was Bandito because I love that song. Like and, yeah. I, I, and just the title. Who doesn't like the word Bandito? It's like so gangster. Yeah. It's a awesome word that is just like yeah, yeah. And then my top three was all about like the theme of the song and the lyrics because number three was chlorine. Like it's basically that's, that's, about- that's one of the ones I was trying to think of to put in my top five because I I love that song. It's basically a song about suicide, but like done in like a happy way. Yeah, so they, they have a couple of songs like that where it's like a really, really dark, sad lyrics, and then it's a bit more upbeat, like instrumentally. Um, Which any, anybody who knows my style of uh, music knows that's my kind of shit. So yeah, same same here. I I mean I love that. I know people who are like, no, that sort of ruins it for me, and I'm like, really? That makes it better. Like, give me give me that. And there's something like that. Oh, you need to listen to Saint Cloud Posse, but um. Neon Gravestone was my number two because that song, like the freaking beat in that song was so awesome and like a Neon Gravestone, like just the imagery in my head while I was driving like made me smile. Like the, yeah. the, the image of like a neon light like on a gravestone. Like I'm like, that's actually what I want to be buried like. <laughs> yeah, the, the first time I saw it, I imagined like just a normal gravestone, but then like almost like the open sign uh, bars like going around the top of the tombstone. Um, yeah, that one I like how it really i mean it is a song but it's not like commercially it's like would never be a good idea quote unquote because it's not like oh first chorus first chorus. it's like sort of formless and just keeps going and going yeah i mean it, it is that, that's what's great about it and you just gave me an idea too put a fucking big open 
put put a big open if you dare neon sign above my casket. But and number one, of course, was Nico and the night and the Niners because that song was fucking amazing. Like that, yeah. That reminds me of like a fucking classic rock song, almost in a way, with like the way they did the story in it. Like I want to say, like almost Bruce Springsteen ish, or like um, I'm trying to think of other bands, I can't even think of them. Maybe even Aerosmith to a degree, like the way like they tell their stories in their songs. Like, I there's better examples. I just can't fucking think of them at this time. But so yeah, those are my top five. I mean, like I said, overall impressed with this album. Once I got past Jumpsuit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Chancey, I'm dying to hear your top five. You know, while you guys were talking, like when you brought up uh, Nico and the Niners, and then Jeremy when you brought up Chlorine, um, those two stood out. Like I remembered those songs from the beats, or the or the you know the lyrics. Um, number five for me was actually Morph, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, num- number four was Jumpsuit. Uh, number three was Pet Cheetah. Uh, number two was Bandito, and uh, number one was Leave the City. I did Ooh. not like Leave the City. Like I like that last song on the album. I just did not appreciate the way they ended it. Like. I, it made it sense, is. like it made sense, like lyrically and like beat wise, it made sense. Like that was the last song on the album, but just like I did not like it. It it really I like it because it does make sense, and I'm I mean just like purely out of curiosity, did you guys watch the music videos for these as well, or just listen? Did I didn't really have a chance to check them out, but I yeah, that's, I haven't seen that's totally fine because like it's you get enough of the story from just listening, but like watching the music videos leave the city makes a whole lot more sense just like about the story of the album and i i, I mean i do see it as like the album's closer like it's not something i usually listen to on just like my day-to-day basis um or like going about life but um i think it did a good job of like of sort of its job of like sort of wrapping up trench yeah i mean See, it would have been more my style if it was like Punisher style, like leave the city but leave a burning scorch behind you as you're leaving. <laughs> like, yeah. Leave the would... city but leave nothing left of the city. <laughs> exactly. That would have been more my style. Like, like that, explosion that... behind you, don't look back, just walking away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like the end of the, pun- the 2004 Punisher movie. But, uh, all right. I think next we just might have to go and do my album next because I kind of want to separate the genres a little bit here. And because uh, I also don't think it's going to get shit on as bad as my album last night did. So uh, have you ever listened to Cottonmouth Kings? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm Listen, I'm a huge music fan. I'm so down to check them out. Um, if, if you give it, me like, a specific you're, recommendation you're, or anything, but you're a beats guy. Just check out Cottonmouth Kings. Their beats are actually are the good are the best part of their music. All right, all right. But um, and fucking fucking Mike. But he was uh, really looking for me to save him. He was like, "Come on, this guy must know it. you have heard of Cottonmouth Kings." <laughs> exactly. Like, no. Exactly. I'm sorry for letting you down. Well, yeah, you're not letting me down. Trust me, a lot of people don't know my music. That's for damn sure. But. All right. Well, the album I had to bring on this well, this one for a few reasons. One, I heard yours, and I'm like, ah. Uh, like, I started hearing, I listened to a few tracks, and I heard the beats, and I'm like, 
I really don't have anything that would match this perfectly. I actually thought Red Hot Chili Peppers for a hot second. But then I'm like, nah, we're not going to do Chili Peppers. But I was like, you know what? We have a bracket coming up in July because the artist of the month in July is Hobson. So I'm like, let's bring the next Hobson CD onto the show that I haven't brought on yet. And the next one was his, one of his best CDs, in my opinion. At least his best CD on the first two. And it was Hobson's Raw. If I was really crazy, I'd run up inside an orphanage and torment kids and beat babies' faces with bags of oranges. Fake my origin and tell people that I was born to sin. I'd go back to filming molested porn again. I would murder a nigga that steal his body from whatever Morganson and take it back to an alley to torture it. Study all of the Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and Chucky Horror flicks. Baby, is that a knife you have in your hand? Of course it is. I'd run around crazy like the Afghans doing some black camp boots wearing the fucking Batman suit and screaming bitches like a fat man screw. Then tell him to take a deep breath. You gotta love when hops and it really is a the, the title is perfect but like it's a raw fucking album yeah. like as hell like he just no holds barred lets loose on it because it was his first like independent album he did and he just like let loose and everybody that pissed him off very reminiscent of eminem and other that's hardcore, I, I have artists. so many at first i was doing notes like song by song and i had to stop myself because almost every song <laughs> is like eminem sounding <laughs> but um no, I mean, well, I, I like Eminem, too, so, like, that's a sound that I enjoy and really like. It, it's funny, because th this is the first album by him I ever heard, and as soon as I heard it, I'm like, which I think I, I think he was uh, a recommendation on iTunes back in the day from a, another rapper called Killer C, like, they recommended Hobson based on Killer C, and I was like, okay, kind of a weird, doesn't look like he's a rapper like that, but I'll listen to him, and I put on... And the first song came out was Sag My Pants. And I was like, who is this black Eminem? That, why have I not heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and, so I, I mean, I like, called him black Eminem for years. <laughs> but, truly, I want to say, like, thank you for not, not making me, but, like, having me listen to this album. Because, I mean, Hobson, so I don't know how much, like, you follow him or are a fan, but years, years ago, I listened to his interview on the impulsive podcast that was like my first introduction to this guy i saw this guy with like contacts and his eyes to change color i was like all right he's a rapper you know seems pretty pretty cool pretty out there then i'm a fan of nf another rapper and he has a song with nf and so i heard him again i was like all right he has a sick verse here and this was my first time like listening to his songs like rather than him as a feature like his songs and listening also listening to an album all the way through and it was a great rap album i mean it was super good big like old eminem vibes which i love um and yeah i liked like probably most of the album like a lot of it was really sick chancy what's that smell what's that smell redemption motherfucker redemption but <laughs> but yeah i mean and it's funny you bring up NF because our good buddy CJ Plain, the music god, actually brought NF on the show a couple weeks ago. And that was my first introdu introduction to NF as well. And I, I did yeah. not know him. I, I never knew him and Hobson worked together. He, and he wasn't, that wasn't on the album he brought on. So I'll have to find that song, definitely, because Hobson does great features on a lot of different ra rappers. I mean, he just, he's done a lot with Tech 9 He's done stuff with Insane Clown Posse. He's done. He's on a lot of stuff. I mean, Kung Fu Vampire and him did a song that was amazing. Like he's been, he's been on a lot of people's stuff, and 
it's just great that he's been independent like most of his fucking career. Like after well, yeah. we'll get into that. We'll get into that when we get into the songs, but so all right. Chancy. But he seems to have a very loving relationship with his record labels in this album. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, on the CD I brought on last time, Gazing at the Moonlight. That was a CD he made for Ruthless Records, which was Easy es record label that his wife took over when Easy died. So, and just like uh, just like in St. Clown Posse has problems with Sharon Osbourne, Hobson has problems with Easy es wife. Like, and oh, hey, Aaron, sorry, I forgot to pop that up a second ago, but glad you're watching. And uh, so, yeah, he has a lot of problems with Easy es wife, and she basically. Because my first actual introduction to Hobson was in a movie called Max Keeble's Big Move that came out in, like, 2005. And Hobson just played, like, a, the freaking guy behind the counter every time they went to the convenience store. Like, and, like, he had the freaking contacts in with, like, the white eyes. And that's how, like, I, that's, and I remember him from that because of the eyes. Like, the, that's one of the best things he ever did because it gave him recognition, like, for yeah. something unique. But it's, but, yeah, so he has a lot of problems with Easy es wife and Ruthless Zach Records. They put him on the shelf for, like, fucking 12 years. We could have been hearing Hobson since, like, the early 2000s. But, no, people had to fuck with him and get, deny us this great rap god he is. I mean, I have a lot of, I have friends in the podcast world who, when they put their top 10 rappers out, Hobson's on that list. And that's, yeah. that's part of the reason we're doing a bracket for him. But, because he has... And it's 50 of his songs, and they're all fucking incredible. And that's the hard, that's yeah. gonna be the fun part of breaking that shit down. But um, Chancy, I'm dying to hear your review because I know last the last CD you liked, but you said it wasn't amazing. But I think this one hopefully will change your perspective a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say redemption. That's a pretty long way to go after the fucking just diabolical shit show that you had last night. I'm just saying, friend. But, I mean, in contrast, that's kind of, I mean, you brought me shit, now you brought me, you know, roast beef. Fucking. Well, as, long as, I didn't bring you, as long as I didn't bring you roast beef curtains. but That, well, you know, draw the curtains back. It'll be all right. <laughs> Put those clothes so, against the wall, mama. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I mean, it was, I didn't have trouble getting through it. So there's a plus. I mean, you have, you notice how hard of a time I have saying nice things about his albums. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's think of something nice. Uh, it's not bad. How's that? Huh? No, I, I, let me, let me just ask you this. I don't, I don't know if you're listening on like Apple music, Spotify, whatever you listen on. Was there any songs that you listened to and like added to your library or like songs or anything like that? No, not because I didn't like it, just because I didn't. I just kind of crammed. Mm -hmm. Like I did. His, I did his album and my album, at, like back, back to back, back last album. night. Yeah, but um, I know that some of the stuff on my list would definitely go in there. Like my number one for sure. Um. I did notice that the guy, the guy kind of leans into a hook so hard you can almost feel the curve. But that's okay, you know. Yeah. Not to, you know, I got to have something I got to have something to say about it, but it's not terrible, dude. It really isn't. I I I had fun. I was going to make fun of you because you're like, you know, for a guy that doesn't like Eminem, this guy sounds a lot like fucking Eminem. But you already said that shit, so I was like, "Oh, 
okay, so it's not just me. Now I can't really, and I and I was also like, I'm not gonna fuck with you, but I'm kind of gonna fuck with him a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, it's it is like interesting that I mean, th- this song or this album, like, it's so. I mean, I I get what you said, like the hooks, the choruses. He definitely put like an emphasis on those, making those catchy. Um, not to say that he like slacked with verses or on the rest of the song, but I could tell that like those were sort of the main parts of the songs, as choruses usually are. That like he really wanted to perfect and get good. Um, but it was also like I so I was honestly kind of skeptical at first because I opened this album and I saw that it was like. Towards the start of his career, I mean, I, I really I'm interested in like cover arts of albums and songs. And I saw the cover art, which just looks like, you know, a teenager on like Photoshop or something. And I was really kind of skeptical and I was like, OK, I guess I'll give this a listen. But it sounded like so professional, especially for the time and really good. And it really defied my expectations was something I really liked um and yeah had multiple songs that i you know am added to my liked songs and like will probably listen to you know whenever they come on i mean and the cover art you gotta remember this was 2008 i think so saw was big at the time so yeah and and he kind of is like he, he he wants to play games with his victims that's why he did the jigsaw thing like i love like i knew chancy without the cover art because <laughs> Chance is a hard movie, hard movie, hard movie expert. So I mean, just, and just the fact that that was his first album I ever saw, the cover art like fucking kind of sold me on it because I'm like anybody who puts hard movie elements into their like album covers, I love. Like hardcore artists do that all the time because it's like honoring the movies. And yeah, and I actually was interested. It, it just pops into my head as you were talking, but like a lot of it is like older Eminem sounds and whatnot. And then there's one song that I still liked but thought was like you know it could still go in the album it just felt a bit different from all the other songs which was um i, 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 I can't song. decide oh, was it that oh. One? no just, actually, I, I thought for that one there was like parts of it like the heavily auto-tuned like almost t-pain sounding voice was like really something i was definitely not expecting from this album i did well, i did like it and i do like that song it was just like I heard it and I was like, oh, this is different from right. everything Let, I've heard so far on the album. Let's do the t- let's do the top fives because we'll get into the songs when we do those. I guarantee All right. you. All right. I have your fucking teeth. But uh, so I actually had four honorable mentions because how could you not? It's fucking amazing CD. I mean, there actually are songs in this CD I really don't like. That they're just kind of like too generic rap, and I can I can skip over them if I'm not listening to the whole CD like front to back. But I'm not introducing you as my first honorable mention because that's just a catchy ass song. And like my mom was even singing along to the course of that song in the car one time. So, I mean, like, and it's, it's true. I fucked many girls in my life that like, I would introduce to my mother. Like it, every, everybody has, like, it's just, you've always, you've been with people in your life in ways where you're not going to introduce that person to your parents. Like, it's just a simple fact of life. And it's a catchy song for that matter. Like, and the next one is you are my enemy. Because You Are My Enemy is like, a, it's an amazing, like, revenge song. And, like, the, I love the whole, th- the th- I, love, I like that he had the whole feud with, like, 
Easy's wife and that he but I like that he dropped it now. Like he doesn't talk about it anymore really at all because it's he didn't he didn't like hype on it for like fifteen years like a lot of artists do. Like he just let it go kind of. But and then hot sixteens, I mean there's no better way to open the fucking album than with hot sixteens. Like it's just it's it's the second song I heard of his because after I heard Sack My Pants, I went back to the first track and put it on and I was just like, oh my God, he is so fucking talented. Like, how is this guy not famous already? And then my last one I mentioned was Pillow Man. Because I don't, to this day, I don't get what, <laughs> I don't get what he fucking is trying to say in this song to this day. Like, I've listened to this song for 15 years. Yeah. I don't fucking get what he's trying to say in it. And it's, it's really just... Strange, like it's creepy. I'm, yeah, it gives almost like this saw vibe of like creepy, and I'm like, I don't, because at at the same time it like sounds creepy, and then he's saying I'm the pillow man, and I'm like, what? Like the lyrics literally are like I'm the pillow man, and, and he's changing his voice to like sound like. Honestly, oh. comedic to me. Like I was listening to that and like trying not to laugh, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, trust me, he doesn't need females on his tracks ever because his voice changing is perfection. Like he does, yeah. he does so many. Oh, there's this one song he does on another album called Ramona that's fucking hilarious because it's basically all him and a female voice, and it's about like a groupie that like was like obsessed with him and his uh, label mate at that point. So it's just fucking hilarious. Like his voices are amazing. I love his voices. That's another thing. Kind of made me think of Eminem because like Eminem could do voices too back in the day, like a lot. So <laughs> my number five though was "Where Will I Go?" Because that song is heartbreaking. If you've ever been like an outcast anywhere, like that song you can relate to in every fucking way. Like, like the whole the whole line of like, well, the popular kids have like a hundred friends. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like. And it's just like everybody felt that. Like that's such like a high school song. I was at a high school when I heard it, but still it made shit real. And then number four for me was I Am Raw. Because one, Swizz is on it. I fucking love Swizz. Him and Hobson. The next CD that Hobson did actually was a CD with Swizz. And Swizz is unique. His voice is so fucking unique. I love I love Swizz. Like (laughs) it gets annoying. It's an interesting rap voice. The first I, I think I think that is the first time he's on this album. And I heard his voice, and it it didn't take me out, but I started thinking, and I was like, oh, this is an interesting voice. And then it just, like, got pretty much back into it. But, yeah, he, he definitely has a unique rapping voice. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he's on fucking helium all day, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... I love his voice. I don't, I don't know why. I like unique voices when it's rapping, like... Anybody kill us, the same thing. Like when he, I haven't brought him on the show yet, but when he raps, he's Native American and he has like a lisp. So when he raps, like the lisp is very present, but it's actually, it makes his music sound better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I've had other people, I've had other people disagree on that, you know? But, um, and like, I am raw. Like everybody, everybody can relate to that too. Like it's just when you're so emotionally worn that you're like just feeling like you're raw, like that nothing can hurt you anymore because you're right down to the bear. Yeah. And number three is Nocturnal Rainbows. Nocturnal Rainbows is just an amazing fucking, like, song. Like, because he gets into religion a lot more in his later CDs. Because he does these he doesn't, he doesn't, does these singles in between CDs called Ill Mind of Hobson. I think he's up to, like, nine now. And 
I think it's number seven. He does like a whole like five minute religious rap, and it's fucking like basically just questioning religion and questioning why he should believe in a god when he can't see anything, which is the whole point of nocturnal rainbows is that you can't yeah. you can't see it like it's rainbows at night you can't see them. But so if, I mean, if you're I, into that like kind of like questioning god rap stuff, I have a couple songs that I would love to send to you that are exactly like that that I think you would like. Oh, send them to me. I'll definitely check them out. But. Number two was I Can't Decide because <laughs> I I love that song. Like, that to me, I mean, it's not the life I had growing up for fucking sure, but it relates to the life that a lot of Americans have had growing up in inner cities. Yes. And my at the time when I was really listening to this CD a lot, I was on my way up to Massachusetts from New York with my brother's girlfriend. And, like, when this song came on, she actually started tearing up over it. Like, that's how powerful this song is that I've actually seen people cry over it. Cause it's sad. Like it's like you, when you get when people when kids in the streets can't decide whether to actually like be gangbangers or like live their lives the way they should. Like it just it's a hard decision for them because they have nothing else. So I and I love that song. Like it it speaks it speaks a lesson. It speaks a story. Like and then number one is the song that made me love Hobson from the beginning more than anything and made me fucking compare call him Black Eminem basically. Uh, I'm not crazy. Because that, when I've like, I've turned so many people onto Hobson just by playing that song and being like, "Yo, listen to Black Eminem," and I put on that song, and they were just like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, and Swizz on that song too was amazing. Like, like, and the fucking lyrics, like, "I'll run into an orphanage and beat a baby's face in with a bag of oranges." Like, come the fuck on, that's hilarious. Like, if you if you have that kind of humor for that kind of dark music, that's fucking hilarious. Like. As soon as I heard that, maybe it is the Eminem vibes, but as soon as I heard that line, I started thinking about like, um, like this interview clip of Eminem proving that there are like words that rhyme with orange, um, because someone brought up like, oh, you can't rhyme with orange, nothing rhymes with it, and Eminem was like, oh yeah, and then did like four bars rhyming with orange. I mean, and I mean, the whole fucking like. I'll, I'll masturbate with sand people watching The View. Like, come on. Like, who thinks of this shit? Like, who thinks of that? Like, I wouldn't even think of saying that. And, like, it's just... And I say some fucked up shit in my life. But, like, that's just... The brilliance of Hobson. And, like, it's funny. Because after, like, this CD, the next one, he kind of goes away from that kind of music a little bit. Like, he goes to more meaningful music. I mean, he still gets vicious and will kill people in other songs. But, still, like, he goes away from, like, that really extreme, like, shit. Like, but uh, still, like... I'm not crazy, just a classic. And plus the beat for it is fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm not I've used that line so many times in my life though when people like ask me, like, are you crazy? I'm like, I'm not crazy, I'm just a tad bit strange. <laughs> yeah. I I love that one. And then on a I mean, might might be a bit of a sidetrack, but on another note, I really enjoy the show Big Bang Theory and a recurring line there from the main character Sheldon is, "I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested." <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Which like the that along with like I'm just a tad bit strange. I think are my two like favorite comebacks to <laughs> like uh, my favorite comebacks to people calling you crazy. And thank you, Malachi. Yeah, I'm more than a tad bit strange. Thank you. But I'm glad somebody said it. Shut up, Chancy. But Chancy said that verse in his head. He, he, he heard a tad bit strange, and he was like, "No way, you're way more than a tad." Uh, I admit it. I admit it. But um, 
I never fucking hit my weirdness. But uh, I would have got, gotten a lot less trouble in the podcast world, Chancey, if I hit my weirdness. But which way you want to go, Heroic? Uh, I mean, well, what? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk I'm about in... my top five. I mean, yeah, that, that's what I'll, I mean. My, my brain went to bracket mode for me. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I mean, I'll try to put them in a top five. But again, I was having some trouble. I think number one. Actually, I'll, you know what? Yeah, I'll go reverse order. I'll start with five and then uh, try to work up to one. Number five, I think, would have to be You Are My Enemy. Because I that was a really good song. I, the drums, man. The fucking drums in the, that song. The drums and, like, as he was speaking, I could, like, hear the, like, anger in his voice he has and, like, everything like that. Like, I could tell... That like, yeah, when like the person he's talking about is definitely his enemy. Um, next after that, number four, I would probably have to go with. Uh, I think I'm not crazy. I think I'm not crazy would be number four. Either that or no, you know I'm gonna. I'm not crazy. Probably honorable mention and then hot sixteens at number four because that was, the first. I mean, first like solo Hobson song I had heard and I was I mean I was hooked man I heard that and I was like yep I'm listening to this album definitely I'm, I'm gonna get through the whole thing um number three I'd probably say probably I can't decide D- despite the auto-tune vocals like you said great story emotional t- tells a story that you know is too true in some cases. Um, uh, honestly, it, it, I almost feel like those are not auto-tuned. I really feel like it's not. Like he can do amazing yeah. things with his voice, so I don't think they're auto-tuned. I think it's just like his way of singing that part. All right. Uh, I mean, I'll go back and listen, but yeah, it was auto-tuned or not. It was like a different sound that was appreciated at the end of the day. Yes, I liked it. Um, but yeah, and just added like a new style to that song that was different from the album but i think at the same time like did it in a good way like made it stand out from the rest of the album um and then number two i'd probably put how you like me now which is like a you don't like it i thought it was sick i i i I just don't like the flow in it like it's too like it doesn't it doesn't flow smoothly it's like a rough flow to it like and I, I don't like like the how, how do you how do you like me now like I just it gets I get, I mean maybe I've heard too many times but it just gets old like after a while yeah yeah like, I mean just, I, it's, was, it's one I of those songs I skip <laughs> it, it's up there more for the instrumental for me because that beat at least to me is just insane and I really liked it and it really like got me pumped up <laughs> and then uh, first is probably uh, I'm not introducing you because I mean. It's a, such a catchy song, such a good song. And, I mean, if it can make, you know, someone's mom sing along to it, then I think it's just a great song in general. And so I'd have to put uh, that at number one, I think. And plus the piano in that song is fucking off the key. Like, it's fucking amazing. Like, Yeah. And it's relatable. And did you skip number two, or was I imagining shit? No, number two was the How You Like Me Now. I think you might have just... Uh, forgotten about uh, it because you were so taken aback by me liking it. <laughs> possible, possible. Well, 
Chancy, what are your top five for Hobson? Oh God. Um, like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like, no, no, nothing. No, 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 no. When you said oh god, it actually sounded like how Hobson says it when he's trying to do like a girl's voice. Okay. You're trying to say Chancy has a girl's voice? I was oh, gonna say Ch- 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 Chancy's a master linguist as well when it comes to changing his voice around, so I mean, I'm all right. But uh you know, subpar at best, really. Don't get your hopes up. Twelve forty-seven um, p.m. and the boy ain't right. Yeah, I mean eleven. Who's counting? Um, number five for me was actually Nocturnal Rainbows. Mm. I'm. It was. It was tough for me, kind of not getting focused on because like four and three I liked for the same reason so they could really be interchangeable uh four being kill her and three being you are my enemy I uh, thought yeah, the kill her's not bad I, I like kill her to some degree it just didn't make my list I thought the backstory behind all of it like kind of breaking down the the situation not really telling too much but telling enough to tell the story yeah yeah uh, I, I got that sense of like He's not talk. He's not specific. He's not talking about who he who he's talking about. But he doesn't have to. Like it's still. Oh, he he, still, he's, he he literally says in one of the songs, he, like Easy E's doing cartwheels in his grave. Like yeah, he, he, he tells yeah. exactly who the fuck it is he's talking about. You know who uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It might have been. Um, what was it? I think you are my enemy. Was a bit more. Yeah, vague. but what? Yeah, I, I might have mixed the two up, but one of them he was a bit vague and like, oh, it, you are my just, enemy. Is, you you are my enemy is a bit vague because it's just I believe yeah. because he wanted to be more of a generic like anybody can relate to it song about yeah him, yeah, which is exactly that. how it works. Like you know, I like there are people that I'm sure it applies to, and I mean, yeah. Oh, I thought I. I've had ex-girlfriends that song applies to when I, when I fucking blast that shit when I broke up with them. Like, and kill her. And kill her. Send them like, a link to it. <laughs> Anything but, of you, send them those two songs. Jesus but, Christ. Yeah, there is no Jesus here, sir. But Chancy, go on. Uh, number two was uh, Sag My Pants. Thank you. I was hoping somebody would have it on the list because I just, I've heard that song too many times so I can't get excited about it anymore. But that is one of the best diss tracks ever fucking made. And, it's pretty yeah, good. I, I, I don't know if I said it, but that definitely would have been an honorable mention for me if I didn't say it. Like, it was just up there waiting to get into my top five. I mean, I'll have a fat ninja sit on him, Rick Ross. Like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, and like The amount and, of times. I, I think I have heard more songs, like, making fun of Rick Ross than I have actual Rick Ross songs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I may like, heard one I think I may have heard one Rick Ross song in my life. All I, all I know is like the whole like you've been Rick Ross thing when like uh never gonna give you up like comes on a like a screen instead of yeah like, there's a, there's a funny one there's a funny Macklemore song where he's talking about like going to the club and these girls and he has a line in it where he goes, This girl's booty was bigger than Rick Ross's uh, uh and the fact that he kills Drake and Macklemore, I fucking love. Like, yeah, like uh, I just I love when under underground rappers want to take out mainstream rappers and they talk about killing them. And it's just like, 
Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't need Viagra tonight, honey. Let's go. <laughs> like that song did it. Let's go. But uh, Chancy, continue. Um, I don't know how to follow that. But number one was uh. Chancy just accepted. Hi. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I have I have hit the ripcord and we are safely coasting back to Dick Joke Island. Anybody who's a fan of Bill Hicks would get it. Do you have a jumpsuit? No, no, I don't have a jumpsuit. Uh, number one was uh, Hot Sixteens. That was solid. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like that. I, I mean, Hot Sixteens is definitely not number one with her. I don't think that's why it was an honorable mention for me because I mean, it's just not to me. It's not a number one song by far, but I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, sir. As, I mean, as wrong to be opinion. fair, I didn't think it was number one either, but it's still a great song and, like, definitely deserves credit for being the song that, like, sort of turned me on to Hobson. Like, it was the first one that I heard again and, like, made me want to keep listening. So, you know, like, the song's going to be pretty good to do that. Actually, I, I think I did. Oh, no, actually, no. Hop 16, I put on for a second after I put on Sack My Pants because Sack My Pants is the this, is this song that got me into Hobson. Because when I got into Hobson, this CD just released, and it was his second CD. And like I put on Hot Sixteen, I put on Sack My Pants, and just, I mean, just the course in that song, I'll sag my pants until my ass shows, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, like it just like yeah. it kind of it made me think of what my dad always said about that. Because like, of course, like every other white kid in the 2000s, I sag my pants. So until you find out what that means in jail, then you're like, pull them up. <laughs> You're, you're wearing overalls with suspenders, you know? <laughs> no, I wasn't redneck. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, it's that time because Chancey doesn't have to get back to work. So let's get into the final CD in this awesome episode we have so far. And Sir Chancellor, what CD do you dare bring to this show? Uh, I brought The Offsprings, Let the Bad Times Roll. We never have sex anymore. We never roll around on the floor like we did so long ago. Didn't, I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into at the time because I ba I went based off of one song off of the deluxe ver of the deluxe version, and then I was like, oh, because like a lot of times, fun fact, if you didn't hear it on the sh on the episode you watched, a lot of times when I pick an album, I go to my list and I just hit random, and the offspring song in question came up and i was like oh so then i pulled up the album and it was like five versions of the same song i'm like oh well that's not gonna work so i i'm like looking around and i find this album and i found it and i'm like okay go and then the last night i'm listening to it and i'm like 
what the fuck did I just do? What have I done? I I was listening through the album all in one sitting, and I got to the end of the album, and I was like, okay. I was like, they had to be here for some reason. Right? I mean, like, the first half of the song is like, original songs, they're doing all these rock things, I like it. And then the second half, like, really just sounds like, you know, it's just random things they do like a guitar version of classical music they have you know like a like a softer like calmer version of one of the songs above and then they just have the exact same song the only difference is they swap the lyrics to a different language which is like and what's going on dave buddy can't wait to see you in a couple weeks but our good, my good friend, my good friend from Doctor PF, and I fuck it up every time. But uh, give me, t- uh, I forget, I forget me, Dave. I fucking I can never remember the name of your fucking. Pod- I always forget the name of your podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, probably a good thing because it interrupted the tangent I was about to go on with the end of this album. But uh, <laughs> if you want to type it out, good sir, I will put it on the screen. But <laughs> but so is this the first time you listen to Offspring Heroic or no? So there it is. I had oh, heard... I, how do I how do I forget the one word that has my fucking name in it? <laughs> Doctor Doctor P F Jeremiah and his infernal roommate. Yes, I forgot the one word that has my fucking name partly in it. Um, Why am I not surprised at this? This is not a shock to me. So I had heard the offspring. I I mean, I didn't really know the band. I wasn't a fan of them. But for years, I've listened to um, You're Gonna Go Far, Kid, and had that in my liked songs. Um, you know so what's I funny about that? This album was what? You know what's funny about that fact right there? What? That's not even one of their classics. That's one of their newer songs. <laughs> like... yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've been listening to that for a while, and I saw that this album is by them and I was like, okay, I get, you know, a new taste of the offspring, another shot at it. And, um, I think my, sorry, (laughs) no, I, there were songs that I did like on it. Um, and I mean, like, honestly, I haven't seen what like the normal version of this album is. Cause I, I listened to the deluxe version as well. Not the normal one. I haven't seen the normal one. I have a feeling that the normal one's probably better because it just cuts out these last couple of songs. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, um, the, the very last one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, all right, well, l- let me put it into perspective as, a, as someone who's been a fan of Offspring since the 90s. Like, this CD, like, I love uh, Rage and Grace, Rise and Fall, and... Um, Days go by. Like those are two amazing Offspring albums. The two albums that came out before this one, and like I was, and I've been saying for years, like Offspring still has it. They're still amazing. Well, this CD changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like they need, like I, I, lo- I love you guys. Yeah, Offspring's amazing. They still have it. Listen to this. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't still got it. <laughs> like seriously, guys. Like either hang up your bootstraps at this point, or fucking just tour and do your greatest hits. Like seriously. Because there was one or two songs in this set were fucking amazing. And then the rest of them were just like, what is this? This is a watered-down version of what the Offspring used to be like in the 90s and 2000s. Like, 
even in the 2010s. I, I have like, to be fair. There were like towards the start of the album, there were songs that I legitimately liked and haven't now in my liked songs and will probably listen to when I'm shuffling music and they come on. I just can't get over the fact that the end of this album was like really it seems like stuff that I would find on like YouTube or something rather than the actual band releasing it. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, uh, I, I mean, I, I, when Chancey first suggested the CD, I was like, I actually said to him, I'm like, oh, sweet. I haven't had a chance to listen to the CD yet. Like I was actually excited for it. How fucking fast that changed. <laughs> like yeah. how fast that changed that. Like, and it's, I, it's also like some of the, because I mean, when I'm listening to it, like I see the names of the songs coming up and I was like, I mean, so obviously like in the Hall of the Mountain King, as soon as the song started, I recognized the like tune, the melody. I knew exactly what it was, um, but I didn't know it by name. So I saw like a name that sounds as epic as like in the Hall of the Mountain King. And I knew that the offspring was this like hard rock band. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. They're actually, oh my God, what the hell? See, it's it's funny you bring that up because there actually is another band I like that I can't, I mean, that's what made me think of another band I like. And like they did a whole song about like in the Hall of the Mountain King, like they turned it into like a fantasy album about like actually going into like breaking into like the huge mansion of the Mountain King. That's cool. I, I, I can't know what the fucking band name is though, and it's pissing me off so bad. Like, but it's a very symphonic metal band, but I can't think of who the fuck they are at this point. But, but yeah, they all st- they all start to sound the same after a while. To some degree, until you hear the lyrics. But yeah, but <laughs> I gotta find that album though. I gotta find that album. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. But Chancy, what were your top five for your own CD though? Oh, dude. It was, uh, so it was really rough because you'll notice a distinct change in sound. And part of that's because on this album, they actually parted ways with one of the original members, which was the bass player who did some background vocals for a lot of their stuff. So that you'll notice that they don't quite sound the same. That is that what it is? Oh, yeah. The, fucking, the background vo- yeah, like the, the background voice that did like "Life Goes On" and uh, yeah, the kids are the kids are all right. Yeah. Okay, I I knew that was missing. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. That that was really like, because like when I first listened to it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, this isn't the Offspring. This is this is this is not." This is the miscarriage of musical justice. What the fuck is happening here? And to a degree, you were right. If they were missing one of the members, like to a degree, at that time, it wasn't really the offspring because they had lost a member. Yeah, and uh, I did a little reading, and I was like, "Oh wow, the bass player and the drummer." Okay, well, all right. And I like a lot of their old stuff personally, as a fan who was listening to it in the 90s, old enough to remember, you know, like Ixnay the Ombre and shit. Uh, Number five for me on this thing uh, was Coming For You. 
Number four was Lullaby. And I'm waiting for the pop I'm going to get on number two. Uh, Number three was Hassan Chop. Because I remember the actual Looney Tunes cartoon fucking that had Hassan do the chopping. So I was like, fuck, yes. Uh, Number two was In the Hall of the Mountain King. I couldn't fucking, I'm like, I'm like, I got to get five out of this fucking thing. I got to get five out of this fucking thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I couldn't be pissed about it because this is my fucking fault. Go, go go with the song that's been famous for how many decades, you know? Oh, I mean, centuries. when I saw it, I was like, I know this one. Because I, my first love was classical music. So I was like, oh, fucking A. I wonder, I wonder if it's going to be like I expect. It was exactly like I expected. I was like, okay, number two for you. Uh, number one was the uh, piano acoustic version of Gone Away. There's something about the way they did that song that really did it justice. That's the reason I picked this album. Oh, fuck. Jeremy, All right, Jeremy uh, might leave the podcast. <laughs> Jesus has left the chat. Chancey might just be you and I from now on. No, um... All right, so what, what were your top five, Heroic? Because I'm dying to get to mine. <laughs> um, I mean, mine top five, I'll, I'll, I'll try to speed through them because, I mean, I can talk about a couple of them, but most That's of them I don't have much to say. Um, number five was probably uh, Behind Your Walls. Um, number four, I have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number four... I just have the image of Jeremy's jaw dropping stuck in my head now. <laughs> well, well now, you know, now you know how my wife feels, but okay. Um, number four, uh, I have um, Coming For You. Uh, I had that at number four. I was also thinking of Hassan Chop making this list. I'm going to put that as an honorable mention. Um, I do like the like inspiration they took from that and the sampling of it. Uh Number three, number three, I think would have to be number. So number three is I'm gonna put the opioid diaries, and then I'm gonna keep it interchangeable with what's gonna come at number two, because I love um, just songs that have like an important message in general, and especially like I watched the music video for this one also, and that like really hammered it home, like wow like they're as much as they're like you know rock on long live rock whatever this was sort of a break that was like hey this is a serious thing like that should be dealt with and i always love when artists do that so that's at number three number two which could also be a tie with that is we never have sex anymore i heard like (laughs) i heard the horns in it and i i mean i'm a big fan of like brass or horns and music in general and it gives it this like sort of bouncy almost jazz feeling and it it was an interesting like blend of sounds that i ended up really liking um and i watched the music video for it which is just unhinged um (laughs) (laughs) and to finish it off um title track number one i put let the bad times roll i really liked the chorus on that actually and so yeah that's gonna round out my top five all right. Well, one, let the bad times roll is not make my top five at all because that song is the song that immediately made me get pissed off and be like, "Fucking offspring, what the fuck?" <laughs> I, 
Because usually their title tracks are fucking incredible. Ameri- Americana, Days Go By, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace are both amazing songs. I mean, uh, like <laughs> usually their title tracks are amazing, but like fuck. He's I'm literally paying. He's pained right now. He's he's suffering. He's going through uh, it. I we used to listen to we used to listen to the Americana CD while playing basketball in the driveway as fucking kids, man. Like I have good memories attached to Offspring. Like we had one of those fucking gray boom boxes in the fucking driveway, plugged in, fucking blasting Americana. Uh, America, dude, Americana is one of the best songs ever. You mean albums? Well, the uh, the songs okay too, but oh no, the songs are the fucking best part of that CD. Like I, I mean, like, when when he does that fast, like singing, like almost like rapping. Like I fucking love it, and like he he, he does it on that, and he did it on one of the songs on uh, Rage and Grace, Rise and Fall. Like he seems did like you guys song. could have a whole another podcast episode just on Americana and the song versus Americana and the album. Oh, it'll come. It'll come on. I thought about bringing Americana on the show multiple times. Like it'll come on eventually, but <sighs> but I I actually had three. I actually had three honorable mentions for this CD though, even though as much as I shit on it. Breaking These Bones was my first honorable mention because that was actually a good song. I enjoyed that song. And it, I mean, it, and they're singing about getting older a lot in the CD, which I can relate to that because, I mean, I grew up with them. So, I mean, I get that. I get what they're saying. Behind Your Walls is a very, like, grown-up song for them, too, because it's about relationships. So. And then, speaking of Americana, This Is Not Utopia is my last honorable mention because it basically is a sequel to Americana. Like, that's basically a sequel to Americana in a way. But my number five was Hassan Chop, because that song is fucking amazing. <laughs> and my number four is Guillere Sus Cobranches. Because <laughs> I honestly didn't realize it was the same song as my number three, but I, I didn't realize it was the same song until I looked up what it meant in French. But. You couldn't hear the Did fucking two songs. Yeah, right. I mean, if you listen to the songs and you're like, you know, this sounds a lot like we don't have sex anymore. Oh wait, I, I honestly didn't put. I, I didn't. The 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 melody is so different. I didn't put it together. Like, it's but, fucking French, dude. <laughs> I don't speak French, dude. I live in America. I speak American. No, parlez-vous français. The only thing I know about French is kissing. <laughs> and heroic has left the chat. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a minute. I need a minute. How well, do you not my, tell that these are the same song just translated? I was I was stoned, but number three. That's no excuse. My number three was we never have sex anymore. Okay. Because they're both going on there. It's like, they're both amazing. They're it's like fucking songs. death and deja vu around here. And I, I actually played whenever I, we never have sex anymore for my wife this morning. I'm like, hey, I found us a new song. Oh, I'll bet that oh. one well. She oh she just laughed because it's not exactly true, but <laughs> she's laughed because she knows it's not true. But uh and then number two was coming for you. And then number one was gone away twenty twenty one. I don't know why you're so shocked. And I, I was expecting so much more. No, oh, I, I mean, my my draw dropped because I picked the same fucking thing for number one. That's why my draw dropped. I you, I was waiting for him to just back up the truck to dump all the shit on this thing. Like no, I was like, 
I got I've got it coming. I I gave it to him pretty number one in the hall of the tiger. The mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been okay with it. No, I I am not giving my number one to an. I don't do tracks without lyrics usually, but I no. Gone Away was an amazing song on Days Go By. So, like a live version of it that's like kind of more acoustic is just is amazing. Like I love that song to begin with. Like that song is an amazing fucking song that I felt so many times in my life in the last like five six years since it came out. So, like I I love that song. So that's that's why it's my number one because Gone Away is just like how I feel a lot of days. Like I'm gone away from the world. Like, but so yeah. I mean, overall it's Offspring. I can't fucking hate on them 100, percent but this may be the worst album they ever did. And they really should just retire at this point or do greatest hits tours only, like all the other bands from the 90s. But at least it's not fucking Pixies. <laughs> or, or the Cottonmouth Kings. But I, I would rather listen to the Cottonmouth Kings. I would rather listen to the Cottonmouth Kings. I would rather I would rather literally stick my dick in a fucking dresser drawer, all right? Casey, you heard him. <laughs> Get on it. I'm just saying. If I had to choose between Cottonmouth Kings and the dresser drawer, dresser drawer gets a double date. He would just turn off the radio rather than listen to it. He'd be like, I'm okay sitting in silence for a bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. We have tackled tackled all three CDs, two good and one. eh. But we have tackled all three. And what are you talking about? Yeah, me too. And we have to we have to wrap it up now because someone has to get back to work and I do another podcast for five minutes. So, but heroic, thank you for coming on. It's been we definitely got to have you on again because this was a fun fucking episode. I I would love to come on again. Honestly, like I was when I first watched the episode, I was like, you know what? It'll be nice. I come on, talk music, love doing that with whoever. I was not expecting. To need to step off screen to compose myself from laughing. So <laughs> um, uh, you no, know, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great time. I would love to come on again, especially for you know a bracket of any kind, Hobson or otherwise. Um, and we um, might need yeah. we might need people, we might need people for that, so I'll be in touch. But all right, all right. If the timing works, because we have to, we're doing it at a very specific time for very specific people. But I'll, I'll do better time. next time. <laughs> Well, Chan- Chansey is going to start an internal review process. Jeremy just looks over the album first before before that's officially your pick. And then he kind of says yes or no, you need to pick a different one. Yeah, no. If, if I did that, he would never get half his albums on here. So, Yeah, facts. It's a fact. Sunhouse would never have been on this damn show. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll have to... Uh... I'll have to go back to that well sometime in the near future. That well has been buried and there's a cow in it. Leave it shut. (laughs) But Heroic, where can they find you? Where can they find your music, your podcast, everything you do? Yeah, well, I just want to say thank you again for letting me come on having a fantastic time. Um, You can find me anywhere, mostly Heroic, as long as you spell it right. H-E-R-O-E-K. It's the word Heroic, just spelled a bit funny. Um, Instagram, Heroic Music, YouTube is just Heroic, Spotify and streaming services, same thing, just Heroic. Um, I have, you know, music of all kinds. I have dance, I have rap, I have 
lo-fi. I'm I'm still, you know, experimenting with different things. I don't stick to just one sound. Um, and I'm really getting, like, geared up to just work hard this summer, take over summer, because now that I have the time, like, I've, I'm working so much harder. I found an old computer of mine which, with a bunch of old files, granted half of which I, like, physically cringed because of how bad they were and had to delete them. But otherwise, found a couple that I'm going to, try to finish and get out there. So yeah, I'd appreciate it if you go listen to my stuff, even just give me a follow um, anywhere. And then podcast, same thing. It's just on my YouTube channel, Heroic. All right. Well, check them out, folks. I've heard some of his beats and they're pretty sick. So check them out. Chancy, where can they find you besides staying in your doorway, telling Casey we never have sex anymore? I don't ever say that to Casey. Oh, Ever. I know. I know. I've seen some just come through that are just like, yeah. But never, never would I ever. <laughs> That's a lie, sir. That's a damn lie. <laughs> um, right? Like, you trying to get me beat up? <laughs> you can find me. That. I mean, she's got those tiny little hands. They're like stones. Trying to get me hitting that Hassan chop. Fucking for real. She she wakes up and chooses violence every day of the week. But every single day. Good morning. (laughs) I had a dream about you last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's not that's never actually happened. But uh you know (laughs) No, no. It's just it's funny though, because like she does have these tiny little stone hands and they fucking hurt. Uh, you know, you can find me on like Facebook and uh, TikTok and Instagram are all under the Red Eye Roundtable. Twitter is Red Eye Table because apparently fucking fuck my name, I guess. I got, you know, fuck it. They don't like shapes. They don't like, they don't like the whole name. They're just like, you know what? You get this. This is what you get, and you better fucking like it. You know what? I don't like it. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, they can catch me here. That's a pretty constant, you know, steady constant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lurk, lurking around in the fog of your, your worst nightmare where this album resides that I brought this week. Right next to your album from last night, Jeremy. Don't think it's not too far away. It's not too far away. Cottonmouth Kings, all of the Kings is an amazing album. No. It's amazingly bad. <laughs> the simple reaction just no. 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 Well, that's a big Jer- fuck you, sir. But, <laughs> but you could of course find both of us on Facebook as Paranormal Normal Slash Medical Music Musings podcast with S group. Name change coming today. Home today, it's changed. It will be, but you can find us. I got time between podcasts this afternoon and later, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter as that Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok as that Juggalo Bastard Podcast, and you can find us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings or streaming live right as of right now on Blind Knowledge Network because all knowledge is blind. <laughs> Coming to live. All, 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 all knowledge was blind until you don't have sex anymore. So, 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly, Fancy. Think about it. But your musicians will be back on Tuesday with our regularly scheduled episode at our regularly scheduled place. Until then, we thank Rogue for coming on one more time and peace out, motherfuckers. He don't belong in school Mama always yelling Now damn Tyrone What's wrong with you? He wanna show the world He grew in some bars Abusing the law Eight weeks in juvenile hall This dude is the cause Of a lot of shit Don't know where his father went Never had no confidence Resorting to popping clips His homies thought That they were violent assassins They said come on Tyrone It's time to get active We gon' roll up on this nigga Real solid and passive Then you pull out the nine And then blast him We gon' roll to his crib Be careful shooting So you don't hit the kids You down for it Tyrone said you know what it is So they roll up Got to retaliate on this busted And pop, pop In the land of the killers You better say your prayers tonight Amen It's all enough trying to survive And to top it off I gotta watch my back Cause these niggas wanna act up Should I fight or should I run Should I hide or get my gun Big ballin', getting the dough. Fuck bitches and hoes, still gripping the foes. Walk with his fist clenched, he was itching to blow shit. And all the local neighborhood niggas would know. It's like he was born to fit the streets, never had no chicken feet. Walked up to the local liquor store to get a swisher sweet. Before he walked in, some dudes was like, hey nigga. <coughs> We don't play, nigga. They just shot him when his life's undone. The man inside the liquor store dialed 911. And at the same time, he's struggling trying to find someone. Screaming, help, help, stay alive, young son. The boy's gonna die, and he knows that. A bullet went through a skull cap. He's barely breathing, and both of his eyeballs are rolled back. Oh, crap, the people who witnessed it can't believe it, yo. Maybe it's linked to the drive-by he did a week ago. In the land of the killer, you better say your prayers tonight. I gotta watch my back cause these niggas wanna act up Should I fight or should I run? Should I hide or get my gun? All over some dumb shit His homies don't know who did it They just got assumptions Ready to wild out With a sentence to function And drive by on some bitch niggas The dumb clips And OG was like Fuck it, he's dead now So open up the 40 And take a sip And then pour the rest out Y'all got me stressed now Shit, y'all need to chill out Cause every time some shit Be popping off Y'all pull the still out One of the younger homies Like, fuck that We gon' tuck gas and bust back Trust that. The OG was like, man, y'all need to be out here busting slugs. Y'all don't even know who the fuck it was. Y'all fucking bugs. Y'all gonna be dead taking this violent route. You little niggas always wildin' out. You need to get your shit straight and understand what your life about. Cause if a bullet hits your ass, believe your lights is out. The younger homie like, nigga, you don't run these streets. You ain't never been no fucking G. Don't wanna bust my heat, it's up to me. And I know them niggas that kill T, the same niggas that we hit up the other week. Another homie like, nah, they ain't get back for that. 
Cause that's them niggas pulling up in the catalog Tonight, amen. It's all enough trying to survive, and to top it off, I gotta watch my back, cause these niggas wanna act up. Should I fight or should I run? Should I hide or get my gun?